What's up, guys? How you doing? Um, we, we are doing uh, Furby's Corner, uh, Episode 5, you know, powered by uh, Beast Coast. Um, shout out to them. Um, t- today, I have a very special guest. You know, I, I like the one and, and the only uh, Retro RGB. You guys might have seen him somewhere on uh, many different uh, retro videos, you know, like pretty much every retro corner of the Internet, you know, cites this guy for uh, for like all of his hard work and uh, research, man. How you doing? Thanks, man. It's nice. You. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, you're one of my favorite freaking people in the scene. I absolutely love hanging out with you and doing all the crazy stuff. And you're also one of the few people that understands the uphill battle of trying to explain to people what lag is. Cause oh, my I, God. Like, I imagine I imagine this is similar to what like people a couple hundred years ago thought when they're trying to tell everybody the earth is round and everybody's like, you're a heathen, burn them at the stake. And it's like. No, lag really does matter a lot, yeah, bro. especially in competitions, bro. Like, bro, I want to, I want to pull my fucking hair out sometimes, man, because it's like, edu- like, uh, I feel like, um, so, uh, so obviously the, the FGC, you know, it, it has like a long history of arcade roots, and then it switched over to console, right? So with, with console, you know, they've never had to tweak or configure everything, right? So. It's like I, I feel like I'm dragging and kicking and screaming like a lot of these kids into the modern age, and it's absolutely making me pull my hair out because <laughs> a lot of the times when, when, when I post facts, you know, even when I post a chart, they'll, they'll be like, oh, did you check the input latency of this? And I'm like, did you read the chart? <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, come on. I can only yeah. lead you so far. <laughs> Click the link. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, a lot of people just – I don't understand, but they, they don't want to, I think it's like, they take it personally. Like, Oh, I'm good at a game and you're telling me there's a lot of lag in it. So are you saying I'm not good at this game or something? And that's not what we're trying to do at all. Not even a little bit. We're just trying to say like, Hey, even if you love the way this is, it could actually be better. And sometimes for free, sometimes it's things like changing your TV settings or just paying attention to which scaler you want to buy. It's about the same price. You know, it's, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, like a lot of these, um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is actually just straight up like free ninety nine. You know, it's just about optimizing what you already have. But uh, but but um, but but actually, you know what? What I realize is is that uh, a lot of these players that that are pro, you know, they're they're used to playing in the underwater delay, so they're actually like very accustomed to it. When 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 we do the latency um fixes that um we we've, we've been suggesting, you know, across all of us. Uh, like it actually changes the uh, meta game of, of like a lot of these competitive games, you know, like a uh, four point five frames on, on PS4, and you know, going to like one or two is actually a huge competitive difference. That really matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the one thing that I've never tested, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I have, but not at the extent of the way you have and other stuff is people dropping latency. So one of the things I, I've always tested is when you add latency. And, you know, when you're used to one way, you're like, you play on a CRT, you game that way, and then you switch over to a flat panel. That is a lot of the testing that I've done, like the real world, not measurement testing. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting to see people's different perception of it, because your average person don't realize there's latency right away. It takes, Mm -hmm. Takes I mean, unless it's insanely bad, but it takes a little while, maybe one gaming session, but I've never done a lot of, of research on what happens when you take somebody that based their entire you know practice and their entire game around a setup with you know five or six frames total latency Mm -hmm. and that's that's not added latency that's you know from the time you push the button to the time the console processes it through the tv etc so you've had a lot more experience with that where you've handed pro players 
you know your rig and said play on it and it freaks all of them out i think <laughs> yeah yeah they, they they all they all get freaked the fuck out so like so at combo breaker so like so at first you know like i i want to say like uh you definitely pushed me to um start researching this because you were the one that sold me my lovely Z's works um, 480 hertz monitor which i'm looking at now <laughs> shout yeah, shout shout use works for that and and you know like um and, and you know like i'll be honest so at first like i, I was a fucking fraud so I had the monitor, but like I didn't tune it. I was playing it in sixty hertz. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was playing it in sixty hertz. I'm sorry. Then, then like, then like a month later, or like two months later, I started to realize. I was like, wait, like maybe I should start tuning this, right? Then, and and, and like I started playing in a four K one twenty hertz, right? And I'm like, damn, like this is this is fucking good, right? But then, uh, then I started reading the uh, Blurbusters blog, you know, on the actual monitor, and you know, obviously, like I saw your video on it, right? But yours was geared towards retro, and not so much like about tuning the uh, features of the monitor. And I read the Blurbusters article, and I was like, wait, you can tune this to 480 hertz? I was like, bro, like let me try every every freaking setting right now. Let me try seven. Let me try 1080p 240. Wow, amazing. 720 720p 360. I'm like, oh my god, like how low can this go? And then I tried five five forty p four eighty hertz, and I was like mind blown. I was like, bro, <laughs> this changes the game. Oh my god! Like, do I have like the lowest latency setup right now? Oh wait, oh, oh wait, it's just my monitor. Let me try to tune my PC right. So I started researching its control overclocking, and I was like, bro, this is incredible. I, I was like, wait, it's not that I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> the, game, <laughs> the game's like you know, the game's like twice as much. Yeah, yeah go on, Bob. That's hysterical. Yeah. You, you mentioned a whole bunch of things that are that are all hilarious. First, when I first contacted Zeus, he told me this is not a retro gaming monitor. It's meant for PCs. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Integer scaling. I'm going to use Whatever. it for retro. <laughs> and it didn't really work for retro. And he told me at the end, he's like, I, you know, I told you this was for PCs. And <laughs> I didn't I didn't even realize and I felt very stupid afterwards, but I didn't even realize to get the full bandwidth. You actually needed two display port mm-hmm. connections plugged into your video card not just one. Oh yeah well in the well, moment oh yeah, yeah. No, oh yeah well, well well actually to get the 540p mode 480 hertz you can actually use one but, but yeah carry on brother for the for the 4k and 1080p stuff yeah. yeah sure and once i did that i was just like oh i know who's gonna want this monitor mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when i contacted you like you need to try this thing this is way different and uh yeah that was totally geared towards pc and i think it was absolutely awesome but the other thing is when you start adding all of this stuff up, a lot of people think I'm crazy because I'm like, oh, well, if you just tweak it this way, it'll drop from six milliseconds of lag to three and a half. And it's like, do you really ever notice two and a half milliseconds of lag? No, I I never do. But you add that with the display, with tweaking your video card, with and then suddenly, before you even realize it, you're talking more than half a frame of latency just in settings. And that... Pro gamers absolutely, no doubt, would be able to tell for, obviously, for the games that we're talking about. You know, pro RPG gamers, you know, there's no input latency <laughs> yeah, worries if you're playing Final Fantasy, really. But for, for fighting games and for anything where reaction time and moves are, are a big deal, then yeah, absolutely. All that stuff really adds up. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, and, and uh, I do want to mention, um, j- just because it, it's not geared towards retro specifically, so... Uh, so I guess when you say that, it's obviously real hardware on retro. So I did find a way to to, to make it work for retro. So when, when I use Fight K2 a lot, right, and I do the controller overclocks, right, and I play in 480 hertz and use Run Ahead 1, I found that the input delay timing is very close to real hardware. 
Obviously, uh, obviously, it's an emulator and it's still frame drops, so the frame drops are still there. So it's not a hundred percent, but the timing is there, which actually blew my mind. I was like, "Wow!" Like, so you see, so you can use this for retro. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're a hundred percent right. When yeah. I said retro, I meant real consoles into like the OSSC. Because when I had it, the RetroTink 5X wasn't even out yet, mm-hmm. and I'd be willing to bet that it would work with original consoles in at the very least in triple buffer mode. So, mm-hmm. and that's, you're talking variable zero to one frame of lag, but with a zero lag integer scaled 4k monitor, like the Z's works, it's not really going to feel like anything at all. Oh yeah. for uh, Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, and to answer your original question, like, um, so when I brought it to a pro players, right, they were all, mm-hmm. so a lot of the pro players I brought it to, like at first they play on it for 30 minutes. They were like, wow, like it's too fast. I have to readjust my timing. Then, like, one hour later, they were like, holy shit, this is absolutely amazing. To the point where, so the, the actual Capcom Cup champion um, of, of 2019 before the pandemic happened, Idom, he played on my setup for a few days. And then afterwards, he made a tweet saying, if you have never played on NYC Furby's setup, you have never played a fighting <laughs> game before. <laughs> which is... Uh, <laughs> which is Ah, hell yeah that's the best that's the best recommendation like i could possibly get so then immediately like i I was like fuck it you know i I can't talk about it like me typing it in words like like, you're not going to understand you'd actually feel it so like so what i did i took it upon myself to bring it to a combo breaker right which is one of the largest fighting game tournaments period now i'm shouts to rick and and the hado and basically, like, I was streaming there, and I set up the um, – I didn't bring the Z's work because I was on a laptop. So I brought my 390 hertz um, Acer monitor, right? That, that, that one – so that one has 0.5 MS GTG. The Z's works has um, 480 hertz 1 MS GTG. So you still see some blurring on the, on the Z's works, but the input latency – I mean, the perceived lag from the monitor is still slightly better. It runs slightly faster than the 390 hertz um, 0.5 MS, but it's pretty close. It's like – 95% there, right? So when, when I brought that second setup, I just grabbed every pro player I could. I grabbed every commentator and, and then made them come back to the setup. And I did three things. I first played Street Fighter, Street Fighter 5 and 60 hertz, right, with all my um, overclocks and tune. So, like, so w- w- with the settings I was using, I was achieving one frame of um, input delay in Street Fighter 5, right? The, the game on PS4, um, it runs at about... 4.5, 4.5 frames of lag. You know, obviously, 60 hertz monitor adds close to a frame. So, like, so like, let's say, like, five point something, right? So, when you drop from uh, five frames to one, immediately everybody was like, holy shit. Instant response. <laughs> Instant freaking response. And, and then they were all mind blown. So, I did three tests. So, first, had them play Street Fighter 60 hertz. They were blown away already. And then I was like, there's another level. So, I, I had them play Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, which has a 120, um, hertz and 120 fps um mod built into the game right so obviously the lag drops even further but obviously with 120 fps it's easier to see the latency reductions because you can see the improved animation on screen then they were blown away even further they were like oh my god holy crap then i took them (laughs) to the final level i had them try 390 fps um 390 hertz tekken and they were like oh my god there's another level this is incredible like where have I been all my life? What what have I been doing? And then they went back outside to the PS4 stations, and they were like, "Real life just looks weird." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I was like, so "That's something else I've been curious about too." Um, 
I, just a few weeks ago, I did a video on some scaler thing that, you know, it's kind of, it's good for us who just want sharp scaling to 4K. It's, you know, it, it adds a weird effect. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I was doing is I wanted to make sure it wasn't dropping frames. Mm-hmm. So I aimed my 4K60 camera at my monitor, which is a, a decent base model BenQ. For the mm-hmm. price, it's amazing. But compared to other monitors, it's crap. But I wanted to make sure it wasn't dropping frames. So I had the 240p test suites counter going. And when I played it back, you could always see three total frames. Mm -hmm. So the main number, whatever's on the screen, is bright. So if it's on, you know, frame number four, you see the four very bright. Mm -hmm. But you could also see the three and the two. Because there's so much image retention that it doesn't black out between frames. You're still seeing what's there. So the ghosting, the refresh rate, gray to gray, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things combined where you really wouldn't get that on a CRT. You might get some blurring on the camera just because, because, mm-hmm. you know, you, the camera's not going to start at the exact moment that mm-hmm. the number changes, yeah. but that's not something at all that you would see. And what I've found, and you remember, I'm not and remotely close to a pro gamer, but mm-hmm. what I've certainly found is that if you have a really nice panel, like one of those newer LG OLEDs with uh, black frame insertion, mm-hmm. that's like 18 milliseconds of lag total. But I feel less latency on that than I do on a very fast, cheap LCD panel with lots of ghosting and blurring because everything feels like it's updating faster. Is yeah. that something that plays? Now, obviously, that would play into a factor if you're going from 60 to 120 hertz native mm-hmm. aiming. So that, you know, but what do you think about that for just if you're stuck at 60 so, so like so I, I have to i have to do more testing on a bfi so like I, i've tested it casually but like i haven't sat down and and done hardcore testing but like you know from what i've from what i've felt so far it's like my findings actually uh, I'm, agree with you agree with yours you know but uh, obviously i need to do some more tests to uh, verify it but but uh basically like um it goes in line with with, with what i was saying it's like the, the the latency of these um panels is basically on par with CRT, but the look is not there yet, and like B, mm. and, and like BFI, you know, helps mitigate that gap. It, it, it's getting it's getting very close. It's getting close. It's getting yeah. close to the point where, where like uh, I'm I'm like I'm considering finally being able to move on from CRT. Not yet, not yet. You know, like I'm, obviously we're still CRT diehards over here, but um, it's, it's getting there. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just, I think that we're quickly approaching a time where if you really are hardcore about CRTs, it's going to be exactly like classic cars and that you can't just go and buy a 69 Camaro, hop in it and drive it to the store. Somebody would have had to have restored it. You might have to restore it. And of course, just like anything else in life, the the absolute, um, the person who works on it and, you know, the quality of the work make all the difference. So it's getting to the point where not everybody's going to want to spend, you know, a full week of their time total disassembling, discharging, recapping, calibrating a CRT. They're going to want to just plug something in and go, not to mention how heavy they are and all of the other things about them. So as much as I'm a CRT enthusiast and always will be, I am hardcore gunning for any solution that could be a pro replacement for it, whether you're a pro gamer or whether you're just really into watching movies and stuff like that. So it's kind of it's kind of neat to see the progression of all of it, but we definitely got some ways to go. Uh, uh, no, oh yeah, so like I'm looking at the chat while it's going. So on, on Terry also asked, "What CRT?" I'm new to this. That is a uh, cathode ray tubes. If you see like in, in the back of a uh, Bob screen, those are all CRTs right there. 
Yeah. And <laughs> the reason, there are two main reasons that gamers talk about this. And the first is that, and this is something I've shown in my videos, so I'm sorry for everybody from my channel who are listening to this, but if you measure the latency from the time it takes from an analog video signal to leave your video game console and start being drawn on the CRT, it is less than one millisecond. You could measure this with many different tools, but it is essentially instant. Whereas on most flat panels, it's far from instant. And even the ones that are, you know, sub half a frame, you still have things like ghosting and blurring. So even though they're fast, you still have the perception of, is this really keeping up? And then of course, then there is the, the blurry factor of it where CRT is refresh in a way where each frame is is unique to itself. And there's a lot of image retention going on on flat panels. So there's two, that's, you know, and there's also resolution and other stuff that I don't want to nerd out too far on. But for many scenarios, gaming on a CRT might not be as, as sharp, but would actually be better overall, especially in a pro environment. So yeah, that's why sure. a lot of people still want to stick with those. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. That's why that's why CRTs are, are so important and are beloved to us. But, but like, it, it's hard for them. It's hard for like the zoomers in my chat to understand, you know, just by talking about it. They have to actually see it and feel it in person, like you know, not, not via video, right? And then they actually, then then they actually really understand. And you know, it's cool that you mentioned like about the struggles that we go through to actually repairing CRTs and keeping them in maintenance and service. Thankfully, we, we know people like you know Jose Cruz and uh, Steve from our Retro Tech who, who just finished um repairing um the, the CRT monitors that I told you to give to them. So. It was awesome. I just, he sent me photos of his work on the M4U, and I was absolutely blown away. <laughs> I was absolutely blown away. And, like, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're really lucky that we know people like that because uh, if we didn't, how would we keep this shit running, bro? <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're very lucky to have a lot of good people in the scene. And it's uh, it's funny. The glow in the chat said when their CRT blew out and they got their first flat panel, they couldn't play Guitar Hero anymore. And it turned out to be the latency. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect real world description. And depending on when that happened, the first the first whole generation of flat panels forgot about gamers. It was still a time in the industry where I would go to I worked at a company that designed medical grade computers. I would go to these high end trade shows and occasionally I would mention gaming and people would legit laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to a couple of years ago, Tech and I went to a, a forgot which one it was, but it was a trade show at the Javits Center where they were doing broadcast tech. Mm -hmm. And I went up to one of the companies that I had known from back in the day, back in 2005, that had laughed at me when I asked. I was like, hey, you know, uh, I'm looking to set this up for gaming, for pro streaming. And they were like, gaming? Oh, yeah, come over here. We have a whole section. And it's like people, it took a long time for people to realize uh, how important latency was and how important gaming was as c compared to everything else that people sell. Okay. So the whole first generation flat panels was almost never a game mode, mm. ridiculously slow. And it just, it was brutal for gamers for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was super brutal. Like, in fact, you know, like a lot of the retro heads I have, you know, ha have, um, they really did have a Stockholm syndrome about all this stuff. Um, th 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 this is why when, um, when uh, you were nice enough to uh, bless me with the um, early DC HDMI, which is now DC Digital, and mm -hmm. I brought it to Battle of the Strongest 3, the event that we raised $10,000 for. You know, th Thank you so much to you, Dan, and uh, Chris for um, letting me get like an early preview at, at that. You know, like The, the players, they, they didn't want to believe me at first. E even though I did the numbers, I'm also a pro player, and I tested it myself, they didn't want to believe me at first, right? 
they, uh, so like so I actually thankfully DC HDMI has dual output, so I was able to compromise and um, use VGA CRT, you know, for, for the players and then HDMI to the stream. Fast forward to today. Now they all swear on D- on DC HDMI, DC digital. They're begging me to play on flat screen. What a difference! Yeah. But it, it took two years to get to that point. I had to bring it yeah. again and actually convince them. Over time, I was like, "Hey guys, this shit is lagless. I'm I'm telling you, this shit is lagless. Like, please <laughs> stop using yeah, CRT." There's so much misinformation out there too. Mm-hmm. I, I I think you remember the story where uh, some. Somebody got really pissed off because they were asking, like, oh, yeah, so do you use RGB in your setup? And they're like, what? RGB adds lag. What are you, stupid? We use composite. And everybody was like, um, that's not how that works at all, even a little the, the, bit. The, the, and and it's funny because I wonder where they heard that from. I wonder if they bought one of those garbage piece of shit pound cables and heard, well, that that's RGB. So they must have... Did they just assume that that's what an RGB problem? Which is fair, if you know, mm-hmm. if you're not a tech nerd, mm-hmm. or was that just some know-it-all spreading misinformation because they couldn't understand the difference? I don't know, but that oh. one cracked me up. I didn't. When somebody says something that dumb, I don't even know what to say. I just it's like when people, you know, like flat earthers. It's just like ah, uh, yeah, bro. Right, buddy. Uh, I'll uh, see uh, you at uh, the uh, ice uh, wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I've had, I've seen Smash players, you know, refuse to play PVMs because um they they swore that RGB added lag. So or they did play on a PVM, they'll play on composite. But now they all swear by it now. You know, I'm talking to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, like you know, I have a PVM 1405, I have a PVM 2005, and I was like, thank God, like we finally brought you into the modern age. Um, yeah. Ro- uh, Rockstar asks like a really good question. He says, how much does a good setup like this cost? Three thousand dollars? No. That's a very common misconception. It's like it's not like about how much you invest in the gear. It's about having like a good low latency monitor and actually tuning the equipment you already have. Like people, yeah. no, like people think this costs so much, but it actually doesn't. A hundred percent agree. And mm-hmm. this, you know, I was kind of ruined having that job that I talked about because I was mm-hmm. I got to go to CES every year. I, I got to know some of the people that made the panels themselves, mm-hmm. and I would walk into a Best Buy after that for like. 10 years, like I couldn't even really go to a Best Buy because I'd walk around and be like, junk, junk, junk. You know, that guy's a crackhead, junk, junk. And like, there's really only like four awesome panels and they weren't almost ever the most expensive ones. It's changed now. There's a lot of good ones, but that theory is still true in that it's not so much money. It's just knowing which ones to pick or whatever you're doing. So the the I purposely always show this piece of crap $250 42-inch LG that I bought like four years ago. I always show that in my videos. And yeah, there's ghosting and blurring and image retention, but there's four milliseconds of lag, mm. and it was super cheap. And that's only a 60 hertz TV, and that's, you know, if you wanted a bigger one. It's not about money. It's just knowing exactly the right ones to get and when to get it. And I think, you know, you could probably pick up a 120 hertz, you know, decent quality monitor for 200. what, like 300 yeah. 400 bucks now? Uh, no, no, like I, actually, you know, I've seen the 144 hertz monitors be as low as sub 200 on uh, Amazon. So, like, so, 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 so for it's for 1080p, actually, you're saying, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, yeah, for 1080p. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, I should probably tell the chat that, guys, the, even to this day, there is no perfect monitor. Every monitor right. has some type of drawback, and, you know, it depends entirely on your use case, right? It, it depends on what you're trying to do. So, it's very important. That's why people ask me, they're like, what monitor should I get? I can't actually tell them like exactly which monitor to get because I don't know their use case. Like for mm. m- m- like uh for example, you know, 
let's say like um let's say somebody like reads like all of our guides right and they're saying like hey like i want to buy a 144 hertz monitor what, what, what should i buy and then if i suggest them like a 144 hertz monitor for example some of these 144 hertz monitors have bad 60 hertz scores and like they'll be wanting to play like on ps4 or something like that so it actually wouldn't help them in that case right they, so like they, they actually have to research and find the exact monitor for their use case yeah, you totally nailed it. Mm. You know, PC gamer, it, it's hardest if you're mixing PC and consoles because then you run into the exact scenario that, you, you know, you'd have to find a monitor that's not so laggy at 60 hertz but could still handle larger ones. So. Yeah, I, yeah, like also like another problem with this is that there's no high refresh lag tester publicly available yet. Like, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have one because you lent me the, the guilt which allowed me to do like a lot of the testing, but uh, people can't buy this stuff publicly. H however, like, you know, thanks to people like Dan and uh, Leo Bodnar, you know, time sleuth, we can test 60 Hertz scores pretty reliably. So that's a good starting point at least. Yeah. Wasn't Blurbusters teasing a 120 Hertz tester that they were working on? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they, they did, they did test it. Like um, he, he told me a price point and uh, I'm waiting for it to be in pre-production. So, so, so I can buy one. Like, uh, basically, like, it's supposed to do all of that and more. Like, he teased some details on it. That's did, very cool. I'm did you get on the list for that? Did you get on the list for that? Like, like you should probably DM him and, and get on that list for that. Because I think it's, like, I think he's selling, like, 100 of them in pre-production. You should definitely get one. If not, I like, emailed you know. and never heard back. All right. I never I'll know who I pissed off or not, to be honest <laughs> with you. Because sometimes, it'll, like, it'll come back around later that, like, you know, I, I called Intech Gaming a bunch of frauds and somebody's buddies with Young, and then, uh, you know, now they're mad at me. But I, I said Intech because somebody in the chat just said uh, they remember 10 years ago, people legit got brainwashed into believing 30 frames per second is max and your eyes can't see 60 frames a second. That's what Intech Gaming just said. When I was talking about the latency, they were like, well, your eyes can only see 45 frames per second anyway. And I just, I tagged you in that post because I just knew, I knew you were going to be like, bro, oh yeah, like, <laughs> come bro, over to my house. <laughs> bro, like the, the the disinformation, the disinformation that we've had to like, you know, basically change over the last couple of years has been unreal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, like how, how, how little people know, know about these things, but it's okay. Like, you know. You don't have to know everything, you know. That's why we're trying to basically, like, that's why we're basically trying to change the game and uh, educate people. And it's not only people uh, like me and you, you know. It's people like uh, New Dallas, like the, who does input lag testing. Guys like WYDD, guys like WYDD, you know, like uh, he does like amazing work on modern and retro. Guys like Mr. Add-ons, you know. There, there's so many yeah, people that are there's so many people that are so dedicated to the cause, and like you know. That's definitely one of the reasons, you know, why I fuck with the retro gaming community so much. You know, I, I mean, in the case of Mister, for example, you know, those guys are latency fiends, fiends, yes. right? Yep. Like that. That's pretty much why. Um, whenever I um look up controller lag, I always make sure to look at the Mister add-ons latency um controller chart because, like, because that entire chart is peer reviewed and tested by hundreds, if not thousands, of retro gaming nerds all around the world. And if something is wrong, like they will call it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and just, I want to make sure I'm clear about this. If somebody is listening to this and they don't know what we're talking about, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody expects somebody to just wake up and be a nerd. Like, yeah. you, you know, you got to learn this stuff. You got to get it. But it's different saying, are you sure about that? Or, oh, really? I never heard that. Like, that's a perfectly normal reaction. That's fine. But 
it's only when people are like, you're just lying to sell your scalers. That one always blows my mind. Do they think I'm Mike G? Do they think I'm the RetroKink guy or something? I don't sell anything. So it's like, they think you get what another, are you mad at? They think you get a, they think you like they, they think you get a cut low key, you know? Like they think like some kind of backroom deal where it's like, okay, Bob, like you talk talk good about my scaler, you know, I'll give you a fifteen percent cut. Something like that. Yeah, if I were to shill for money, if that's how if that's how I wanted to roll, I would never take the most stressful things that you could imagine to shill for. I would take the mm-hmm. easy ones and you know and not have to worry about pushback. But yeah, yeah, no, that, that's uh, uh, not how it goes. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's why with the research. So it's important to to remember when you go down this rabbit hole. You know, you, you should never get cocky and you should never assume that you know everything. And you should always have an yeah. open mind and be willing to learn things because th- there is re- literally always more to learn. The, the, the rabbit hole n- never ends. That being always. said, that, that being said, you know when I when I reached close to the top of the when I reached close to the top of the mountain and I realized everything that I was doing was working, I hit up all the experts. So I hit up guys like yourself. I hit up guys like New Dallas. I hit up guys like Blair Buses. I hit up guys like WYDD to double check and you know peer review that everything I was saying was one hundred and twenty percent correct. And w- and then when I did that, I um I started testing it in our pro tournaments. Kept the info to myself for a couple of months, and, you know, and see what 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 actually happens, right? And then what what happened during the pandemic? I was going on a tear for like months and months at a time, beating pro players left and right, you know, keep, keep, <laughs> keeping keeping it to myself, right? And I was like, okay, like you know, th- this thing works, but you know, it's not fair, you know, like. I got to actually tell people what it is because I want to be like a fair playing field, right? So I actually published the info, you know, to try to push things forward. And, you know, and and like it worked. Like I feel like with the Evo announcement and the Sony and Epic announcement, like um, that is the culmination of of everybody's hard work over the years. It's like finally they're doing something. Yeah, that was something that you always did, though, always, was that you and I both were always about sharing information, and Mm -hmm. we were butting up against a lot of people who were mad at us for it. There was one whole Facebook group that, like, wanted to shut me down because they said, if Bob posts all these modding guides, how are we going to make money? Well, if you're good at your job, then all you need to do is tell your customers, hey, you can try that yourself. Do you have 300 bucks worth of equipment and know how to do this high-level stuff? No? All right, come to me then. And it's the same with you. It's like you test it first to make sure that you're not spreading misinformation and getting people to spend money they don't need to. But once you know it's there, you spread the love and then, you know, then go from there. And you've done that with OSSC timings for arcade boards to, you know, to tips like this. You know, you've never been one of those, like, Let's try to be sneaky and hide it from people. Types. You know? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, it's not like that. But but um, but in, in the case of the of the FGC, so the, the reason why why there was resistance is is because so so like so I'll be so like you know I'll be honest to say it here and I'll say it again loud of the people in the back because uh, some people like they try to think TOs are nefarious. TOs in general are running on razor thin margins, and a lot of tournaments actually lose money. Right? They actually lose money. Yeah. You guys need to realize this at first. Like a lot of the TOs today, they do a labor of love, like on the scene, not trying to make a profit or anything like that. So, like, so the reason why there was pushback is because a lot of the changes that that I were, I were proposing, it will require people to upgrade equipment or require people to upgrade their PCs, and obviously there's costs associated with that. So, of course, they wanted to stay on PS4. They wanted me to basically like shut the fuck up, but but like in, in a stunning twist. We actually got the best of both worlds with, with, with Sony and Epic and um and uh, Evo actually making those announcements. People have the best of both worlds. You know, the, the latency is going to drop. 
They don't have to upgrade the 144 hertz monitor or PC. Basically, everybody wins, and it buys people time to get ready for the for the modern era, pretty much. So it's pretty much a win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I just I hope the stuff keeps pushing forward, and I hope people get what we're trying to do. Because by no means are we telling tournament organizers or home people at home playing, we're not trying to say every six months where we discover something new to throw out your old equipment and buy new ones. But if you just happen to be in the market to buy one today, now we can show you which one to get. Or if you need a second setup, or I have so many friends that whenever they upgrade, they have friends that like get the best, but they could totally afford to buy a used setup from a buddy that they know is in mint condition. So like they share the love down the line every time. And that's the type of thing that we're trying to help. You know, you don't have to drop everything today, but just know that it's there. Yeah, keep pushing forward. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, in in the case of uh, PlayStation, you know, I've loved PlayStation games. You know, like I've loved the PlayStation brand for such a long time. But but the reality is, ever since PlayStation 3, the consoles have gotten progressively laggier and laggier. PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. And it's a sad reality. So... Uh, so like so, I tried to do what I could to change uh, that. Esports. Uh, Thank you for the sub, Rockstar. Thanks I appreciate so much that. for subscribing. Mm. But 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 yeah, like but yeah, I'm finally glad. I'm finally glad we're at a point where we're starting to see real progress. You know, hopefully going forward, you know, a lot of these consoles and PC can hopefully be in parity on the latency front because one of the problems is with uh, with PC, you get to the top of the mountain, right? You have a low latency setup. But everybody's PC is different. Everybody can tune the knobs different. So basically what I'm trying to say is we're all playing on different versions of the game because we all have different delay, which is a big problem. It's like we need things to be standardized. So that's why, sadly, you know, like, sadly, playing on NetPlay with the optimal configuration, optimal PC, sadly can be can be one of the most optimal ways to play because both sides are playing on their own delay, assuming that the NetPlay yeah. is not lagging. It's a sad reality. It's kind of a sad reality we're in now because I love offline events, but uh, it's true. Well, the cloud parsec stuff you were doing was really freaking impressive. And I was I, like, I, you know, obviously I know Risha and I've met the, the parsec team. I, I interviewed them, you know, back towards the more towards the beginning, I guess. And seeing that fall into place just made me really happy because I know how hard they tried to get the latency down and to get this to perform for gamers the way it did. And it, it was funny talking to, to Chris in that interview because he's such a nerd like us. Like every time I asked a really nerdy question, you can see his face light up like, oh, I get to talk shop. All right. Yeah. So like it was it was cool. I was very happy that that yeah, went well. Uh, Is that something that you still do or are oh, changing? Oh, that, yes, or? yes. Yeah, no, no, oh, yeah. So so like so we still do we still do cloud parsec stuff with the Soul Calibur guys. We still have the RTMP feed. We still have multiple feeds, you know, like, so it's kind of like you're at an offline tournament, but you can switch between every feed. It actually went a step further recently these days. So with the um, with the high refresh stuff that I've been doing, specifically for, for a Marvel 3, it turns out it, it turns out that um you can stream 120 FPS, Ultimate Marvel 3, in the cloud, and you can play in 120 FPS. So that means that the Parsec um, cloud latency drops even further. So that's actually that actually blows my mind. So basically, I had no idea that was possible. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, you can stream cloud parsec for free, and the, well, obviously the server cost, but you, you can basically stream it to the internet for free without needing like a high power PC. You can actually do it in the cloud, stream 120 FPS, and the players can play 120 FPS and everything, and it's freaking amazing. 
I could not believe it. Like, you know, huge shout out to the Parsec team and huge shout out to people like um, Raisha. When I asked her, yeah. like, all these tech questions, she had everything, like, on lock. Like, she, she knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. She definitely knows what the fuck she's yeah, doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's so if you wanted to do that, all you would need then is a laptop or a desktop that could handle whatever the native resolution of your panel and 120 is, right? So you wouldn't actually need, as long as your video card could do 120 hertz, you don't have to have some crazy 3060 graphics card. Exactly. It's just going to be good enough to handle the refresh rate. Exactly. Like, as long as a monitor can drive 120 hertz, it's like you can play, like, in the cloud on a shitty PC at home. That's incredible. That's actually That's incredible. very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I need to do, like, a video guide on that and actually research it more because I really think it's groundbreaking. I wonder if uh, Raspberry Five or Raspberry Pi Fives are going to come out with 120 hertz support because that was the impressive thing about Parsec is that you were you'd be able to run 60 hertz, of course, but if you had a local very fast PC, like I have my office down here, and if I wanted to play it up on my OLED TV, I could use Parsec to, of course, wired, not wireless, but I could run that on my main TV at 4K 60. I think it runs in 4K. The Pi 4 is a little weird with that, but at the very least, 1080p 60, and it's the same latency as if I was sitting downstairs in front of my PC. So it's uh, bro, it's pretty impressive bro, to bro, see that. Bro, bro, it's it's getting there, man. I mean, 120, 120 and uh, 144 hertz. It's um, it's almost to the point where it's commoditized at this point. So now, like, um, so so now I think the stage is set that um, we can finally start to move past um, 60 hertz, which is amazing. Also, like, uh, also, like, another thing that I found in in my research, right? So, uh, so, like, another thing that people mention is, right? Um, there there are diminishing returns when you go past um 120, 144 hertz. But basically, the um the 60 hertz to 120, 144 hertz is the biggest latency jump, and then after you go up, you know, it, it drops in half with every like um refresh cycle that you go up 120, 240, and uh 480. But like, but however, when I was talking to Blurbusters. He researched that um, humans can perceive as lag as little as 5 ms difference, which is actually amazing. Like, I did not know that. And that explains a lot why when I play on 480 hertz and I go back to 144, I can actually feel the delay. I can feel the delay difference. So 144 hertz actually feels laggy to me. (laughs) I have to adjust. Yeah. So Brian from Retro USB, the guy who did the AVS and uh, the power pack and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff when he was doing his wireless controller, he brought that to a bunch of pro NES Tetris players Mm -hmm. and he asked them to, you know, play your games, go through and use this controller. And he set up software so that he could dial in the latency, both to see That's how amazing. low he can get it before it disconnected, but also out of curiosity to see where the latency mattered. And pro NES Tetris players are the perfect market because the NES didn't have a frame buffer and it was designed to be used on a CRT, which is zero latency. So this is really like the perfect scenario. And he found that eight milliseconds was when they stopped being able to do their special moves. That sounds so, like, yeah, and that, that goes exactly in line with what you found, with a lot of our other friends have found, is, you know, five to eight, about half a frame, let's just say. That's when it, you could actually really notice that difference. So every, I loved hearing your story because every time I talk to somebody else, we've, they've all gone down a completely different path to prove the exact same thing. About a half a frame is when pro players start to notice. Wow. Uh, wow. Like, so, so we've all come to the same conclusion using different ways. Wow. 
yeah. I don't know what else to say, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. I still get called a fraud for telling people that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical. But yeah, the the only thing that I'm still not sure of, which we, we mentioned at the beginning, is there are still people that swear to me that they could tell the difference between two milliseconds of latency. And I think most of those people are talking about frames. They're just made the honest mistake where they mixed up milliseconds and frames. But I think the I think what it really is is all of it adding up. So yes, yes, you know, yes, it, yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so what what we talked about before, you know, getting your tweaked settings in, getting everything else, that's when it really matters. But I think if we took your setup at 480 hertz and dropped it to, you know, to 360, I'm not really sure if most people, most pro gamers could really tell a difference. So, so, so like, so, so it's like I said, so with the 390 hertz Acer monitor I'm using with 0.5 yeah. MSGTG and the 480 hertz with one MSGTG, it's very hard for me to tell the difference. I can tell the difference, but it, it's so slight that like, it's almost, it, it's almost not there for me. But, uh, but I, I think you're right. I think people do confuse the uh, frames and uh, milliseconds. And I think that goes back to the super gun, super gun lags discussion, you know, that um, that, like, I talked about a couple of weeks back that I asked you for some numbers. It's like, uh, I, I, I think direct, it was like, what, like uh, 10, 10, 10, 10 US, like direct DB15 yeah. versus like one point something like, you know, using Brook UFB and um, Undam converters, which you actually yeah. can't feel. But some people claim that they feel. So again, it's a situation where it's like, Stockholm syndrome, guys. You know, like uh, that's basically like it's basically lagless. You're not going to be able to tell one MS. You can tell one frame, yes. You can tell two frames, yes. But uh, not, not, there might not be other things factoring in, though. Yes, yes. Um, yes. It yes. is plausible that somebody that you are taking the exact same setup. You have an undamped adapter, and you know, in a controller converter board, and then getting that to a super gun, and somebody else has the same super gun, the same undamped adapter. And they are getting latency because the controller adapter might be different or, I mean, there's a bunch of different factors. They could so be using, the one, yeah. the, I tested it with the MC Cthulhu, but there are some shitty ones out there. Most of the ones out there today are great, but if you bought yours five or six years ago, there's a good chance you could have a frame of lag just in your controller to USB converter. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then also they could be using a laggy uh, PS3 stick. You know, like that, hmm. that that will also add delay. Like that's why it's really important that you guys like reference the uh, Mr. FPGA control latency chart, so like, you can avoid these issues. But but yeah, you're totally right about that. You know, like uh, I'll, like I'll pretty much bring up like a common scenario. Like, you know, again, like I'll bring up a PS4 reference. So P- PS4 input delay on Unreal tends to be like about four four and a half to five frames of delay. Obviously, 60 hertz monitor. You know, it's sub one frame. You know, it's like about 12 ms. So like there, so like there's that as well as well, and then VSync is turned on. That's like another frame of latency, and then your controller, and then your controller USB polling. What if you're using DualShock Four? What if you're plugging it in wired? We, we do know that DualShock Four wired lags more than Bluetooth. That's another frame of latency. <laughs> so it's like, so so yeah, but basically yeah. people are playing on fucked up setups and they don't even realize it. Yeah, and you know that's another thing to just quickly mention is if you're into fight sticks. You don't need to spend five, six hundred bucks on some crazy custom one. No, you don't. You can, and I'm sure it'll be great. But as long as you just 
have some patience. You could find find a cheap used beat up one that is comfortable for you and then switch out the stick and buttons and wire it yourself. And this is not like modding consoles where you could ruin the whole thing if you do it wrong. It's very simple. You just need to make sure the buttons fit and then you just got to solder on signal and ground and get it right and make sure nothing shorts. And that's really yeah. it. And you could build your own stick for a fraction of the cost that, you know, it's not going to look as beautiful as a custom painted, you know, with your own logo on it, beautiful new yeah. stick. But you could like the this one I bought from you is still by far my favorite. The Vulix. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you brought that to a bunch of tournaments. It, it looks it. It's, you know, it's well worn. But, oh, man, I swapped the buttons out with new ones. And it is perfect. I absolutely love it. It's the perfect stick for me. Yeah. And I I didn't pay that much for it at all, including how much uh, I spent on the new buttons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not, yeah. Of course, I made sure to sell it to you at a homie price for sure. Like I'm I'm not gonna try to make not try to make any money off of you. But yeah, this is what you mentioned. So this is actually a five hundred dollar stick. So this was my replacement after I sold you the uh, Hori VLX. <laughs> so like so I I actually went down the rabbit hole because I didn't want to build it myself. The 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 only improvements over the um over the Hori VLX that I sold you you know obviously it was swapped out with uh, Brooks you know for the lowest latency so the only changes that I made that are different from the Brooks so um this has the um auto DIY inside it's basically like um a 3D printed tray on, on the actuator so it makes it for super tight motion so I'm a person that has bad execution right so. Actually, using this stick, I'm able to get super crisp and super low to the ground, like inputs. You know, using this stick, like um, I also have like um, a metal pivot inside to make the motion super smooth. So that's the only change I, I've done beyond the um, Hori VLX. Um, next time, next time we meet, I'll let you try the stick for yourself because uh, I think it's really good for guys like us. Like what we're able to do inputs with a extremely small area of motion. Like I really like it. But yeah, well, you yeah. actually try it for yourself. That was something that the whole New York crew really taught me when I first moved out there and started hanging out with all of you is that, you know, the the stick that you use, it's just like if anybody's into cars, it's mm -hmm. just like getting a manual car with a long shift range. Mm -hmm. No one wants that. You want the short shift distance so you're not wasting time. And it's the same exact time. theory in that, you know, the smaller distance you could travel the faster you'll get these moves out. And I don't know why, but you know, I've been in the cars my whole life and the, the manual shifter thing I got, but I never thought of it in the context of gaming until I started hanging out with all of you. And I switched pretty instantly afterwards whenever yeah. I wanted to get serious about playing. Yeah, that's the only way. Yeah, that's the only way we can keep up with uh, keyboard style uh, controllers, like the hitbox and stuff, because like because they're bypassing the, um, the diagonal input. So they can actually get motions out faster than any joystick possible you know i understand why people use it and th that's why i'm using the mods i mentioned like the auto diy and the um and, and the metal pivot is that so we can be on par with some of the hitbox users <laughs> basically the first time so, i saw that my mind was blown i think I, I went over to jose and was like hey what's up with the dude using a keyboard oh yeah and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he didn't have enough money for a controller going up so he learned on his keyboard and now he whoops everybody's ass <laughs> it's like really i just never put two and two together but yeah that totally makes sense now if and for somebody that played on a d-pad and a stick to switch to only a keyboard or a hitbox that's a, a learning curve right that's yeah, something yeah. you're gonna you would have to absolutely work on so i could totally understand rather switching to a better stick than trying to just relearn how to use your left hand while playing video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's basically like a learning curve and uh it doesn't work for every character and every situation. So 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 basically basically you have to use what's uh, best for you.
I'll like I'll like I have to ask when you saw the uh, keyboard example, like were they using it on an arcade cabinet with the undamped converters? Yes. Oh yeah. So so like like I said again, that's another situation where where like you know guys, it's to the point where. And this is kind of blasphemy when I say this because we're all like CRT heads and like we're all arcade cabinet nerds. It's to the point now where when I go to Arcade Brooklyn and I'm entering a tournament, I will play on the stick with the USB converters in 1000 hertz polling and I get a better experience than playing on the cabinet direct. <laughs> right. So yeah. like I know that shit doesn't lag. <laughs> That's why yeah. it's crazy when people were saying super guns lag, USB lags. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, more more misinformation. And that's the perfect example, because Arcade mm-hmm. Brooklyn bends over backwards to make sure all of their shit is top tier. But mm-hmm. if that's the stick that you are used to, and it performs the same, you will always play better on that than just walking up to an arcade machine that has equal quality, but different sticks and buttons. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's pretty much only because that, that the actual cabinet doesn't have the, the auto DIY mod installed. Right. It's yeah. the only reason. So it's just personal preference. It's, it's it's not that the stick is better. It's just what I'm used to. Yeah, no, exactly. And I love that. I love how they they really bend over backwards to make sure anybody could roll up whatever gear they want. And I was always so impressed by that. Every one of their cabs has the USB ports in it. Every one of their cabs looks good, too. I laughed so hard the first time Jose picked up a CRT off the side of the road and did the tube swap with the Neo Geo machine. And you could not tell the difference between the original arcade monitor and the CRT that, you know, the the beat up old one that was mm-hmm. you know, repurposed. Loved that shit. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Like the, the only the only the only thing is, is that uh, is that obviously using the USB solution, you know, that there's no macros. So. A lot of the console babies have to hold that shit, basically. <laughs> but but, but so, like, well, at least they can play on it. So, yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that because that's something that, you know, not being a pro player, it seems pretty cut and dry to me. But why is there still a discussion about macros and tournaments? Oh, I don't I would assume that you're never allowed to use them. Oh, so so like so so I'll tell you. So I'll tell you pretty much what it is. And, you know, this is my personal opinion, guys. This is not fact. Right. So like so for so for classic games, me my personal opinion again, I personally believe that that uh, macros should not be used for for classic games because the games w- were not designed like around the uh, macro right. So so like um so for those games, you can do things that were not really possible you know w- w- without a macro or you get higher input consistency in, in general. You know it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a gray area. So like so. In some of the um, in some of the recent ports and compilations, you know, by Capcom, some of the, some of these games they add a macro. Some of them do not, right? So, like I said, like that's kind of why it's a it's really like a gray area, you know. But I do understand, you know, in the modern FGC these days, you know, controller accessibility is a thing. You you, you want people with um you know disabilities or people that can't use common controllers to be able to use macros. So I understand like both sides of it, you know. Even though I personally feel that uh, macros can kind of be cheating. You know, I can understand the case for it, you know, being like the other way. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want more people to play these games, right? So, so like, that's pretty much how I feel on it. For newer games, however, newer games are actually built around the, built around the macro. They're designed, for, they're designed for macros. So I think, like, in, in the case of newer games, you should absolutely use them, and you're actually messing yourself up by, by not using them. One of the common examples I can mention is uh, Guilty Gear. So... Guilty Gear has like a button where you can use like a dash macro. So instead of tapping forward forward on the stick, 
you can press a button, tap down, press a button, tap down, and you can get extremely crisp movement, right? And like in that case, like the game's absolutely designed around the dash macro, so you should absolutely be using it. I hope that made sense. A hundred percent, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, if I I could use all the macros in the world, if I go up to a, a pro player, they're gonna whoop my ass no matter what. So it's you know, it's one of those things where. It's not like it's not like a beginner could just walk in and beat everybody just because they got macros. But it was just something I was curious about. But that makes total sense now, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the at the end of the day, like you know, fighting games are, are knowledge checks. You can have all the advantages you want. If you don't have the knowledge, it's it's going to show. If you're cheating, it's going to show. Over time, of course. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, are you still doing crazy streaming rig stuff? Do you still have like a bunch of awesome PCs that you're using to do all this? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so like, so I'm still using the um, I'm still using the uh, the PC. You know, that I've been using for a couple of years right now. You know, it's getting to the point where like, uh, it's time for me to upgrade because um, now like because now like we're getting into um, you know, AV1 codec is starting to be a thing. The mm-hmm. RTX 4000 series is about to come out. Streaming is finally starting to progress a little bit, and uh. 120 fps streaming on twitch is actually a thing so now it's getting close to the point where like i actually need to like consider upgrading my uh hardware so it's definitely something i got to think about still waiting for the hdmi 2.1 capture cards to come out right but then uh mm. but 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 then once it does you know i'll be ready you know i have the first hdmi 2.1 splitter right it's just sitting there collecting dust waiting for hdmi 2.1 capture card to come out <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Basically>. funny <laughs> Is that something that um, I went down the road of trying to capture lossless 4K60? So it's not truly uncompressed, and there really isn't a need for truly uncompressed. But lossless, no color compression, you know, no frame drops, and it was really I, I started it to test this, you know, the 4K scaler mm-hmm. thing. I just put the video out, but to be honest, the real reason that I wanted to get this down was for whatever future scalers come out. I know Mike Chi's been teasing that 4K scaler, who oh, yeah, you know, with yeah. the part shortage, who knows when it'll actually get here. But I can't wait for that. I wanted to make sure I was up to the task so I could prove to everybody if it's legit or not, and it's Mike Chi, so of course it's going to be yeah, legit. Yeah, of but course. still, no, of course. We love my I got a new here. PC. I got an i9 processor. Um, the only thing I was unsure of is I, I entered the new egg shuffle every day for like six months. And the only time I won was a motherboard GPU combo. Mm. And the motherboard was close to what I would have wanted anyway. So mm. I said, all right, I'll just use it. And I think, I think that was the, you know, I think that was the um, bottleneck here. Cause Every test I ran, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't, I was getting frame drops. It was, uh, I wasn't able to do 4K 60, but I could do 1440p 60. I could do 4K 30. And we then we thought it was software. And then Artemio and his friend Roman and uh, and Dustin Dasutin were on the uh, on a uh, group chat with me for like five hours yesterday. Oh, wow. I mean, I got everybody involved. I got Epos Fox involved. I got tech. I got the whole R3 wiki. I mean, over the course of the past month, like I have, I have wasted like 40 hours of people's time. And it's not just about me and my rig. I think we should all know what are the specs are needed for 4K 60 capture. Lossless. Lo- lo- no, lossless. W- lossless. Yeah. So, 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 so to put it in perspective, guys, so, what I basically do with with 4K 60, it's not lossless, right? So so Bob, so Bob, you know, as crazy as my streaming setup is, 
Bob has an entirely different use case than mine that requires more power and more bandwidth than what, what I actually push to you guys. Because lossless, it, I mean, compressed in comparison is very easy compared to what Bob's trying to do. Um, did, were you able to were you ever able to figure out the PCI lane situation? So that's what the final two tests we did, two or three tests we did yesterday. Art was nice enough to let me borrow a fancy ass 8K Datapath capture card mm-hmm. that I've been loving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I got it for 4K60 lossless capture. Mm-hmm. And the last two tests, uh, I ran my PC overnight. I used some custom software that was written to do a memory test because mm-hmm. I'm hoping maybe I just bought the, the wrong RAM. Maybe if I just upgrade my RAM to a better brand and more of it, that'll solve all this. But I think the real reason is not enough lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. Not, that's pretty much what I thought. So, so like, uh, my my understanding. I was streaming when when you asked me these questions. Like, I was thinking like maybe Bob has like a forty four lane um forty four lane motherboard setup. So he's actually probably constrained on, on lanes. Like. He might need yeah. to unfortunately upgrade to Threadripper three or Epic, which has the uh, lanes, um, basically quadruple, yeah. which is like well, which is so much free. What money. was the the two clues were you teaching me about lanes years ago that I didn't mm. realize that we had hit that much of a uh, a bottleneck yet? But I had some old ass uh, S video composite capture card in there that I rarely use, but I like to have it for when I need it. And I I was like, you know what? Let me take everything out. Because I've been building PCs since half the people in the chat were before they were born, probably. And I just know sometimes shit conflicts with other things. And I took that out and I got, you know, I was getting like 10 seconds in a row of 4K60 lossless. And then it was dropping frames. And then I pulled that card out and I was then I immediately got like 20 seconds before it started dropping. And that's why I went, I bet you, I bet you it's lanes. And I bet you that card is. They're not supposed to be active. You're supposed to be able to have every card slot in your computer filled, and unless you're actually accessing it, it's not using the lanes. But yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's only a theory. So yeah, it's running. Yeah, out of I, I, yeah, I do think it's a I do think it's a lane issue, which means I got to start from scratch. So yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's like, gonna yeah, suck. You're probably you're probably running out of lanes, and you know it's important to remember that um that on these motherboards, like you know some of these some of the devices you plug in, they actually share um lanes and bandwidth with um some of the uh, PCI lanes in your machine. Like a common thing is like uh, so with my rig, I have a 44 lane uh, CPU rig. You know, it's pretty much max out. Like I can I can add no further. But um, when I use the M2 slot, it uses up four lanes, you know, from something else. So it's a real struggle. So basically, AMD is the uh, goat on this. I also want I also yeah. want to give a shout out to, to the homie Fart Noodle because um he's actually been in the chat and uh, he's one of the guys that um pioneered a lot of the streaming tech. So he understands everything exactly like what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, so shout out so yeah, I guess I got to um, I, I guess I got to get rid of this one at some point, um, which is lightning fast. Otherwise, but uh, and you know, but I guess I need a thread ripper. And the other thing that we were debating, and a lot of people got in hard about this. And that, by the way, I appreciate the shit out of anybody that helped. But we thought maybe the type of SSD I was using was going to be a factor. So like oh, the yeah, Samsung yeah. Pro with the TLC flash versus samsung plus with the the other one and we were getting some differences in that like i ran some uncompressed not lossless but actually uncompressed tests so we're like 20 seconds get you a 40 gig file or something like that Jesus um, Christ. and i was able to record more with the pro but it didn't seem to be hitting the bandwidth limits at all 
and that that was the other confusing thing. And Epos Vox was the one that told me, I kept saying, like, how come when I bring up the task manager, nothing's hitting 100? And he said, well, it could be lanes. That would explain it. But the other thing is, if it is the flash on your NVMe drive, it's going to register as zero because it can't keep up. So it's not like it's writing at 100% and dropping. The hard drive's just going, fuck this, I'm out. And it's going to show as zero. So mm-hmm. it's a, a lot of people have been helping. But hopefully soon we'll be able yeah. to have a guide on how to get 4K60 lossless capture. Yeah, like- And it's a hard thing, too, because like if you're somebody who's gaming, you don't need that at all. You don't. If you want to have the most badass streams on the planet, you do not need this. But if you're somebody who tries to do analysis of video games... As, you know, to compare what version's better, or if you're dropping frames, you do need this. So yeah, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. something that affects a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, it's a completely different use case. And uh, and Farp Noodle pretty much um pretty much coined it uh perfectly. You know, like th- this could be fixed on the uh, next version of Threadripper. You know, like we could also be running into like Windows um bandwidth limitations. If you're running into PCI bandwidth limitations. Um, we might need to upgrade to to uh, P- PCI4 NVMe um, two drives to actually get what you're trying to accomplish. So it's like... Yeah, <laughs> tried that. Tried the PCIe4. The first thing that I thought was after we determined it wasn't one specific type of software, the, fir- the next thing after that was, well, this is... I've run into so many weird Windows issues uh, from the moment 8 started all the way up to 11. So we did the final testing yesterday, the, the very long marathon run in Linux, just to remove that as a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something, I don't know if this will affect you or anybody in the chat, but one thing I noticed this year that drove me crazy was if you take a Windows 10, maybe 8, I hate 8, but yeah, a 10 or 11, and you send it to a device that has a native resolution of 4K, or at least the EDID says it does. Mm. So capture cards or monitors, and you change the Windows resolution to 1080p, it makes all the icons bigger, but mm. it still sends it the native resolution. Oh, God. So if yeah. you're doing an analysis of stuff and you're plugging it into a capture card, mm. that's like if you're going, um, like if you're capturing a Windows PC with another PC, It'll really mess with things. So I've I've been starting to move a lot more over to Linux for stuff like that. I see. And yeah, Lord, Lord must wonder, you know, what the guys at a digital foundry must go through. (laughs) Right. To to, to actually get this shit out to the people, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I talk to John all the time and that's, you know, when I first interviewed John, I didn't realize the advice he was giving until I was actually in Brooklyn video games. I walked in and they, you know, they had autoplay on and my interview came up and John had basically explained how he does almost everything. And I was laughing so hard because it's like Michael Jordan explaining how to dunk. (laughs) You could have a high speed camera that shows every movie he's making, but you're still not going to fucking dunk like Michael Jordan. And it's the same thing. John explained everything that he does. And most people still aren't going to put the work in, but the one thing he hasn't done yet is through a PC. He uses the Atomos. Oh, so yeah, he actually hadn't run into that problem either. But he was one of the first people I went to because I was like, I know somebody that captures 4K all the time. And same thing with Carsey. He also uses the Atomos. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he was one that put me on that device. It, 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 I was pretty impressed. So when is AM5 supposed to be released? I think like, uh, like I think like Q3 or Q2 of this year, you know, like, um, 
it's right about the time. And, you know, like that, that's why I think like, you know, right now it's getting close to the time where I have to upgrade myself because now it's finally a huge enough technology leap where I can start like um, upgrading. But once again, it's going to be a situation where we're running into OS limits. We're going to be running into bandwidth limits. You know, we're trying to push things beyond what these um what these consumer OSs can actually support. And we need to wait for the software to catch up, right? So we're we're working on that. I'll tell you yeah. afterwards. I'm sorry, I can't tell it publicly yet, but we're working on the OS part. And the target is us streamers, content creators, uh, and the goal is bootable off a USB stick. Oh so man, you have your badass rig. Because remember, once you boot, it's just in RAM at that point, yeah, so it doesn't matter. You know, you need USB three, but like I have um right here, I I have a USB 3.2 by 2, so it uh, in an MVME drive that runs at 2,000 megs a second, and this is way overkill. You could just use a basic USB 3 stick, but the goal is, yes, you have your main PC with, you know, throw Windows on it, use it for whatever, do whatever you need to do, but if you're streaming or capturing, then you could boot into a, a custom Linux in order to do all that stuff. So we're, we're working on it, but yeah. it's way over my head. I, I'm basically yeah. just... I'm like the um, like a kid following his parents to work on bring your kid to work day. Like, hey guys, show me how to do this. <laughs> but we're we're definitely we're definitely trying. That's awesome. Um, man. Somebody in the chat just said AM5 will have 24 freely assignable PCI Express 5.0 lanes. Hell yeah! Yeah, I hell think yeah. That's, I think that's what I need. Yeah, hell yeah. So I'll pick up one of those, a new processor, and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, yeah. For, for my understanding is, once you move to uh, PCI five, it's like we won't need as many lanes because like uh, the bandwidth will be there, right? So it's gonna be. So it's definitely gonna be. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see. And uh, your story is also pretty cool because, um, like, I, I mean, I've always known this, but it's another reminder once again that um, everybody is everybody's trying to do the same thing, and we're all at least at most one degree of separation. I hope a lot of the guys yeah. that you mentioned uh, actually come to our uh, retro creates. That would be. Yeah. Retro yeah. world expo, the end of August, the last weekend that uh, that is going to be the hangout. Uh, it's a typical retro gaming expo vendors and all that stuff, but we're going to have a retro RGB section, which is basically just all yeah. of our friends have booths in the same area. We're going to be hanging out all weekend. That is going to be a blast. There's going to be <laughs> yeah. people flying in from all over. Artemio's coming from Mexico with awesome. Roman. Um, Ronnie's probably coming from Lebanon. That'll be the longest trip so far that people have gone. It's going to be good shit. So that's that's going to oh, be yeah, one yeah. that's be pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I hope Digital Foundry comes. I hope Epos Vox comes. I, I'm not, I hope MVG comes. You know, I, I really respect that guy. I'd love to meet him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You haven't met him yet. I he is yet. exactly how you would expect. He mm -hmm. is a real dude. There's no bullshit there. That's a good guy. He really is that smart. He really is that much exactly. fun. I like him a lot. He's also the he's also one of the guys that um that's been retweeting all of my stuff when I post all the latency findings. Right. So so like yeah. that's pretty much that's pre that's pretty much one of the best recommendations I could get because like the dude's a fucking programmer. Right. So when I yeah. say crazy shit, like I'm not a programmer, I'm just a pro gamer and a streamer. So I don't know, I don't know anything like about this stuff, like at the level that he does. So when I say shit like, hey, like you know, Sony PlayStation should have 1,000 hertz USB polling, that will solve a lot of the issues. And MVG likes it. I'm like, yeah, like I know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he spotted me. <laughs> Yeah, we're lucky. There's a lot of really, really awesome people in the scene, and I'm I'm hoping to get them all over to Retro World Expo so we all get to hang out and uh, you know be a part of that. So yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. The, the last time we we're at Retro Creates, my personal my personal favorite moment 
was when it was uh me, <laughs> when it was me, you, Jose, um, the, uh, me, you, Jose, the G Scar creator, and the OSSC creator. We're all having a conversation, and we're basically all explaining to them like our use case. And then Super G was like, "You're the guy that bought eight G Scars." <laughs> and then Marcus was like, and, "And then Marcus was like, yo, I've never seen anybody blow it up, blow up my OSSC the way that you guys do.'" <laughs> And he's like, what do you got? Well, <laughs> that wasn't you. That was that one super gun with the audio sending full voltage without protection. That, oh, that oh, was funny. That was the. Uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> and, you know, what's funny about that is that's a perfectly reasonable thing to have happen, because when those super guns were designed, they didn't have digital scalers in mind. So that's actually a totally normal thing if you don't know what you're doing. But I just remember that creator's reaction was like, it's everybody oh, else's fault, not oh, mine. You did it oh, wrong, and you did it. That was funny. <laughs> oh, sorry. When I, when I said blowing it up, I didn't literally mean the um, the super gun situation that I mentioned. I meant blowing it up in the sense that we were using all the equipment to the max quality all in the same place <laughs> at once. Ah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, you're right, but there, there was that tournament that there blew was out tournament, like four yes. OSSCs and a couple of G scars. That's no, the no. one I was thinking of. It blew out. It, it, it blew out one OSSC and, and, and one G scar, and you actually covered it in the, in the news. Also, okay. also, uh, shout out to the homie uh, Ch- Chilbo Ruin. So, so everybody in my chat, pretty much, you know, like whenever like I'm just chilling or doing like a just talking, I pretty much watch your videos. I pretty much watch your videos and, and I break it down. I remember when I did the uh, CPS2 and CPS3 HDMI discussion, you know, I was pulling up your video and basically educating people. So uh, everybody here at NYC Furby is well tuned in to everything that you're doing. So that's why you're getting all the love in the chat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude, I love those meetups. That's why I want Mm -hmm. everybody to show up for this one. Because I I just remember, I think I was, I think I was interviewing Artemio and I came out and I walked around the corner and Tim Worthington, Super G and Marcus were talking and I'm like, this is like this is this incredible. Feel real. This is incredible. This feels like you know, like like we're all here together. That was that was cool as fuck. And there there was a couple of people that showed up that like they were a little nervous and uh, like they went shy, and they sat by themselves. And I remember I was talking with a bunch of us and I was like, hey, let's go make sure they know that they're welcome here. So oh, like yeah, yeah, ten yeah, yeah. people got up, <laughs> grabbed their chairs, and all just sat down and started a conversation and completely broke the ice. Oh, it was a it was a really uh, it was oh, a yeah. good time. Oh, I appreciate no, oh, that. Oh yeah, sure. I mean like Marcus was a little bit timid at first, but then once you talk to him, the guy's like a freaking genius. So like it's like the shit he's saying is over my head and your head both. <laughs> yeah. But 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 yeah. Uh, but also like I mean your first retro creates gathering was so important. So after we had that conversation that I mentioned with uh, Super G and Marcus, he automat- Marcus automatically understood that we knew what the fuck we were talking about. And he asked us, what, what, what improvements do we need for CPS2 and CPS3 HDMI? And we asked them, we, we were like, yo, add 240p pass-through. Add, 480, add a 480p mode, right? Add 1200p. And, like, he blew it up away and more. He actually went the distance and added 1440p video to CPS2 and 3. So you guys are freaking welcome. <laughs> You guys are freaking welcome, FTC. Because I'm not sure yeah. if you would have done that, like w- w- without without the conversations that we had at RetroCreate. So thank you for hosting something like that. That's amazing. So you know, just to talk about that for a moment, that idea came up. A friend of mine actually kind of came up with the initial idea and then handed that to my life in gaming and I to run with. And I kind of I had this idea that if we just get a bunch of people in the same room together, not only is it more fun in person, but when you're talking about people from all around the planet, 
when you're in front of somebody, the mannerisms, the, you know, your body language, everything's different. And I grew up in a family that like my grandparents were from Eastern Europe. So like half the time when I went to a family gathering, like nobody spoke English. So like I, I learned that from a very young age, like being there with somebody and all that. And I kind of like I wanted to keep it small because it was almost even too big last time because I wanted everybody to be able to talk to each other. And I wanted everybody to be able to understand how important they are and where their role lies in this whole scene and how we could help each other grow. And it's funny because a lot of people who showed up there kind of pulled me aside that night and were like, I got to be honest, I had no idea what the fuck this was about. I just knew that you told me, trust me and come. So I was like, all right, I trust Bob. And now I get it. I had no clue why I was coming, but I get it now. So the unfortunate problem with that was as soon as people started seeing pictures, and oh, I just, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh it, it yeah. It was just yeah. a month of trolling. I got oh, a couple yeah. of stalkers out of that that still <laughs> fuck with me to this day because to... <laughs> they felt like they felt like we were BFFs, and I didn't inter- invite them to my birthday party. People I've talked to once or twice in my life, like, and th- there were actually some mistakes. I did forget to invite some people that should have been there. That was that was on me. I'm sorry. It's so, so funny. That's why this Yo. one we're just doing it retro world expo. It's so funny that you mentioned that. that. It's so funny that you mentioned that because because uh, <laughs> while the super secret Illuminati RGB retro meetup was happening, like Smoke Monster posted a photo, and I had to ask him to take it down because I was like, wait. I'm not supposed, yeah. You're not supposed to know that I'm here. I'm not. I'm actually ducking another event to be there. Please take it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. I just retro world, we'll all be there. Everybody will be fun. You know, it's. I'll, I'll try to figure out a way to get everybody over to my house beforehand. And you know what? If hmm. you're not invited, it's because you're not pretty enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, <laughs> too too funny, man. Yo, ch- yeah. yo, 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 ruin I ruin. I see you. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like a, a couple, like I said, a lot of the guys in the chat, like, they're, they're so thirsty, like, about, you know, how to upgrade their setup, you know, how to get high quality video. So, so guys like ruin, um, like, he, he's somebody that I've sent your videos to quite a few times. And, uh, he's a personal friend of mine. And, like, uh, I sent him down the rabbit hole and now he's producing, like, high quality retro video. And, uh, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Can be happy. Awesome. Yeah. Always love to hear that. Because that's the other thing, too, is there's a lot of people out there that just they don't want more people in the scene because they don't want more competition. And everybody we know is the opposite. It's like, no, 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 there's more than enough room. If you're a fraud, you'll be called out immediately. Mm -hmm. There's more than enough room for people that want to do it casually or that actually want to put the real effort into. Because that's the other thing that pisses me off so much is when I hear people say there's too many streamers. Fuck that. If you want to play a game and you have three or four friends that you're close with that live far away now, stream. Stream with each other. Maybe you grow an audience. Maybe you don't. But do it. Do it because why not? There's no such thing as too much streamers. That that part's oh, yeah. bullshit. Uh, so. no, um, oh, yeah. But, but, you know, like what I found is it's like, you know, even if you lead a horse to water, you can't necessarily make them drink. So even if you tell people, even if you tell people exactly how to do it, they they quickly realize that once they actually start trying to do it, that it might not be cut out for them or like, oh, shit, this is actually like really hard or this requires like a lot of fucking work. It's not that easy. That's yeah. what I found. That's why so many drama channels pop up because, oh, yeah. you know, they get their they get their cameras and they get their overlays and they try real hard for like six months. And now they they have like a thousand followers, which is awesome. That is awesome. But then they're pissed. Well, why don't I have digital foundry numbers? 
Oh, I don't know. Maybe because Richard's been doing this since the fucking 90s. <laughs> like, what I do you know. mean? Why don't I have digital foundry numbers? Yeah. That's not how it works. You don't Everybody, just wake yeah. up and become famous. Like, you work your butt off. So that's it. They just, they're like, well, you know what? I could get more views just talking shit and being an asshole. And there you go. It's the birth yeah. of uh, modern drama channels yeah. and retro. Yeah. And, and, and some yeah, in modern sure. gaming tunes in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, it's important to remember in content creation, you know, everybody grows at their own pace. Never be jealous of anybody that's growing faster than you and uh, only worry like about yourself and and your own hustle, right? Because you can't control any factors outside of that. And also collab with other like-minded people, you know, help each other grow together too. That also really helps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love collabs. I always, I mean, I say this, but like all of retro RGB from the beginning has been about shouting out wherever we got the info from the sources. Like it's all about making sure we all grow together. And it's uh, it's cool to see how many people are on board and, and how many people really want to see all this stuff blow up. Because I mean, just the more we talk about this stuff, more prices drop too, right? Mm, like yeah. <laughs> imagine if, imagine if, I mean, I hate to, you know, I was just talking shit about drama channels, but here we go. Now it's time for some drama. Mm. Imagine if pound never existed. And those piece of shit $10 cables that don't work right didn't flood the market. Oh, God. How much more of a market would there be for things like the retro tanks or the upcoming morph or the OSSC or anything like that? So there could have been more of those made, which means the price would have dropped. So the more we blow it up, the more we get the good info out there, the better it is for everybody. And that's why it just yeah, it really sure. pisses me off when Intech Gaming comes around saying that lag doesn't matter because you can't see more than 45 frames a second anyway. Like, you know, the pound cable bullshit. There's a whole backstory with that. There's a, a lot of really awful shit. And, you know, when limited run games, which I like them, by the way, limited mm. run games mm. is a is a company that's doing a fine job as being a company. They're not your personal concierge for collecting they're not the saviors of video games they're a company mm-hmm. but when they supported those garbage cables i was like this is fucked up well, you're well. now telling people who want to spend money on rare stuff that it's okay to buy this mm-hmm. so yeah like, yeah. yeah yeah like yeah i know i agree with you on that it's also a double-edged sword because at the same time you know like um a lot of the stuff you cover is retro and that, that means it's rare so the second something hits the retro rgb channel the prices start jumping up <laughs> a lot <laughs> So, so like, I so, mean, so, 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 like, you know, it's it, it's give and take, like, you know, but thankfully, like, things like the Mister actually balance it out because even with the prices of the real hardware go up because of your coverage, it's like, you know, you can still get it cheaply to, to the common gamer today. So, like, so, yeah. so I, I think I understand both sides of it, but you know, th- thankfully, th- thankfully, like, you know, I researched all this stuff before you started blowing it up, so I was able to get it at a cheap price. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, I try to send you one of everything yeah. before it goes up anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I want to try to make sure you always get hooked up. If there was ever somebody to put a product through its paces, I mean, going through you, like, if it's going to break, it's going to break at one of those tournaments where there's a million people and there's no time to dick around. You got to get it done and plug it in and just go. So, yeah, it's uh, that oh, yeah, is the best testing ground for this stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. It, you know, like, I'm pleased to be able to, I'm pleased to be able to test, like, a lot of these projects at, at the... um products i should say at like the biggest gaming events and like in the biggest most stressful environments you know doing things that the creators like you know wouldn't have possibly considered like uh for example like at defend the north when i was trying to do a dc hdmi run 350 feet and i had to use sdi conversion right and and the dc hdmi didn't work because the hdmi cable distance over 300 feet like what, what was pretty messed up and then i had to use ossc 
in a line two X mode to feed to SDI as a workaround for capture. Shit like that. Shit, yeah. <laughs> shit, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. And those that's the perfect example because that's mm-hmm. the type of group of creators right there. Like I imagine if you texted Dan, his first reaction would be, What the fuck are you trying to do? Yeah. And his second reaction would be, That's really neat. Let me go get my SDI converter and see if I can make it. Like yeah. So the perfect crew, Christoph, you know, over there in Germany programming a new timings to try and make their SDI. Like I could, that is, that is a crew that would definitely be the perfect to work with for crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's definitely like, um, it's definitely like an endless, endless rabbit hole. Oh, oh God. <laughs> like it's fun, but it's like, yeah, it can get really expensive really fast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're doing pro level streaming, if you just want a game at home, it's totally different. Because the one thing I try to just beat into people's brains is if you have older consoles that you want to play, grab any CRT that you could find, grab a composite video cable and start from there. Zero lag. It's going to look totally fine. And then decide if you want to go the rabbit hole of playing on flat panels or getting a PVM or all that stuff. But even arcade games and super guns. You know, you there's other ways to get that stuff working where you don't need to spend a million yeah, bucks. Sure, but sure. if you want to, we have all the options in the world that you could choose from nowadays. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, more choice, more choice is always great. So you know, I really like, I'm really happy you always cover the uh, low end options, the uh, mid end options, and the high end options. And you know, sometimes there are some excellent low end options that work great for any gamer. Yeah, one of my favorite things was when I did that the the worst scaler in retro gaming about that SCART to uh, or the HDMI converter. Oh yeah, that's the first HDMI. half of the or like the first third of the video is here's everything that's wrong with it, and then the middle is like you know here's why you are other alternatives and what's broken, and then the entire last part of the video is but here's a million things that it's actually really good for that's worth your money if you do these things. And I loved the whole streaming aspect. I love splitting your output so that you could game on a CRT and use this piece of crap to get a pretty damn nice looking stream. Mm-hmm. Five to seven frames of lag doesn't mean shit on a stream if you're no. gaming on a CRT and streaming through that. Does so, not. No, does not. You might need to compensate for the audio delay, but yeah, that's what streaming software is for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. And heck, even um, like um, oh, like games that switch between resolutions, like that's another thing that was good for too, because it it, it oh, yeah, yeah, cause of the frame processed buffer. the video. Yeah, because the frame. Buffer. But that's good. That's so good. let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah the uh, the two forty p to four eighty i conundrum was uh, definitely something that was uh, baffling us for a while. So. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. Christoph and Dan solved that in the PS1 Digital. Mike mm-hmm. G solved that with triple buffer mode. And uh, going forward, I think every solution is going to have a, a buffered solution. So that's no longer a problem for gamers on flat panels or streamers. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, oh, yeah. That, that was why I recommended the, the SIG adapter because <laughs> like, like it solved that issue. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, yeah but before, before, any of the, um, before any of the existing options you mentioned um, you know, actually came out. Uh, but uh, but but man, I'm 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 so excited for the future. You, you know, all these all these next gen scalers are going to come out are um, quite amazing. Yeah, quite amazing. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and you know, I just because I've worked with devs for you know most of my life, I do have to say that as much as I'm always looking to test the next thing, that doesn't mean that what you have today is instantly shit when the next thing comes out. The original OSSC is still amazing. Just update the firmware. The Tink 5X is always going to be amazing. 
The Framemeister is still great for streaming. It was never my favorite solution anyway because of a few different things, but for streamers, it's amazing. But yeah, that said, I can't wait to see the next gen of stuff. Mike's oh, yeah, teasing sure. the 4K scalers, pixel oh, yeah, effects sure. with their auto detection and a lot of the features they're coming up with. It's going to be a big deal coming up pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and and just to, and just to mention, just to touch up on that point, you know, one of the reasons why I keep the OSSC around, you know, still like, you know, it's still a great device. And like it's still my de facto go to scaler for when I want to capture arcade boards. I can dial in the timing. Yeah. So I might as well show this here. I mean, I yeah. couldn't think of a better a better stream or interview to show this on. So uh, Marcus just sent me the latest version of the Dex board, Ooh. and this is the DE10 Nano. So this is the same thing that runs off the Mister, and this is just a board that plugs into it that runs the OSSC Pro firmware. So it's Marcus's same code, but it's running on this Dex board. And this allows for multi-purpose use, which I'm always obsessed with multi-purpose devices. So mm -hmm. now if you're on a budget, you buy the DE10 Nano and a RAM stick, which would go here, and you could get yourself an awesome gaming solution. And you add this thing on in any console or arcade board or PC that's not supported on the Mister yet, you could run it through and use... You basically just swap out the SD card, treat it like a cartridge, uh, and you could use this as the scaler. So I originally tested the OSSC Pro, and it was absolutely amazing analog video output. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it'll be the same with this, and just uh, it'll be another choice. So I should do a stream on this in the upcoming week or so, but this is pretty cool because the OSSC Pro was delayed because of the part shortage, exactly. which I think was the right move. Um, sad, but the right thing to do, rather than release something that you can't really make. But this is the perfect interim thing to hold everybody off. So you could mm -hmm. use it. It's going to be fairly cheap. I'm not sure when they're going up for sale. I did get permission to show this, uh, but I'm not quite sure when they'd be ready to buy it. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to testing that out. So uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds amazing. It, it's like, and it's also multi-purpose. It's like you could basically tackle two yeah. birds with one stone. It's like you have the OSSC. You basically have most of the features of the OSSC Pro and, and a Mister all, all in one. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, the OSSC is really going to still be needed for a while for arcade stuff because there's so many random timings coming out of an arcade board that never mattered with a CRT, ever. You plug that thing into an RGB input of any CRT, it's going to work. And if you need to make any adjustments, remember, in arcade board land, one arcade board to one cabinet. So if you needed to change anything, you change the potentiometers in the back that recenters the image but it doesn't work that way with digital. It, it, you have to have something that could understand the signals that are being sent. Mm -hmm. So the OSSC is and Marcus's products are always going to be relevant regardless of what else is out there because the RT5X, at least at the moment, is the one to go for for consoles. But retro PCs and arcade boards, I don't know. I think we're still going to need stuff like this for a while. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's definitely like a huge rabbit hole. You know, like, yeah, I'm still keeping... Still keep my OSSC, you know, just for that purpose. You know, it's it's the only device I can use where I can stream Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, for example. I can't do yeah. I can't do it with I can't do it with any other way. It's like uh, we've tried so many different solutions, and uh, yeah, basically get fucked <laughs> more or less. So let me ask your opinion on this. Uh, Hotego said Jose Tejada, a FPGA developer that works on Mister Cores, definitely check out his Patreon. <clears throat> just a, a badass developer I'm working on all this cool I'm stuff. But Patreon. he had mentioned that. He is going to start working on FPGA cores for my favorite fighting games, the Mortal Kombat series, at some point. That's a big deal. But to hold you off for now, 
the Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for PlayStation on the PlayStation Core. How close is that to the arcade experience? You think? So, so, like, so I'm not a UMK3 expert. You know, like I'm, I do support the game, but um, I don't think, like, I don't necessarily think that it's um accurate to the um to wait, wait. Like, I believe on the PlayStation Core, it's MK Trilogy, not UMK3. Oh, you're right. You're right. It is the trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, so, so like, so in that case, tril- trilogy is fine. Trilogy is fine to you. You know. However, it is a completely different game, and the mm. uh, you know, it's it's broken, but um, in a fun way, and uh, it's good that you brought that up because uh, I'm gonna add, I'm, I'm gonna ask Drusus, you know, after this conversation, you know, the guy that made UMK three plus, you know, um, yes, what are uh, what what are some of the differences between MK trilogy and that? So. uh Thank you for bringing up that question. But yeah, no, I think MK Trilogy would, would actually be dope on that. Because I was using the 32X core to play MK2, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It obviously is not going to compare to the original arcade, well, but it was not. fun. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, yeah, also infinitely cheaper. <laughs> those, True. Are, those MK boards, those MK boards, you know, especially these days, are coming at a premium. <laughs> Yeah, and they almost all need repair to the point where I purposely bought one with a broken soundboard for much cheaper, knowing that if it's going to break anyway, let's do it now and let's have it done by somebody who knows what they're talking about. Unfortunately, though, I've gotten a reputation for every single thing I pass over to Cruz. Yes. It's a nightmare. I've never, even I just, I gave him an NES a couple months ago and I'm like, hey, just pop this thing off, you know, reflash it. It'll take me three hours it'll take you 30 minutes and eight hours later the cpu blew the board was wrong and it's just it's i have the worst luck with this stuff i always end up and now i really thought that one was going to be an easy one but no <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah jose keeps mentioned that he's like he's like bob always says we broke it stuff and it's a blow up right <laughs> yeah yeah oh, God. I don't know. at least the out of all the stuff though the mks that i sent him those, I think, were the easiest because he knew they were broken coming in. We knew the, what the issue was because it was the typical issue. So it wasn't like it, it wasn't a super easy fix, but for Cruz it was. So perfect, right? It's just the stuff that never seems complicated. The stuff where I'm like, oh, I could do this myself, but, you know, Jose could do it better. Those are the ones where it just completely goes to shit and I feel terrible about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, yeah. oh, oh, well, like, like I said, thankfully, thank God, we have the friends who we have, man. Uh, otherwise, we'd be up Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, yep. Jose, Jose is the type of guy that definitely deserves six figures for what he's doing, man. Like, <laughs> I wish I was huge. rich. I wish I could afford to pay him triple for all the crap I put him through over the years. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I know. And it's without people like him. Without people like him, you know, shit, shit wouldn't get done. You know, in the New York retro gaming scene. Everything literally is traced back to him. Every arcade board, like uh, every arcade, every Japanese candy cabinet that is in New York, he, he has personally serviced one way or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some funny shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, so what's uh, what's coming up next for you? What's uh, you know, what are the things that you'd be working on? What are the tournaments you'd be going to? Like, what you know, what's uh, what's going to be coming up on your channel? Everything oh, around uh, uh, oh, like so, like so, I'm I'm gonna be so this month. I'm still gonna be doing some. Uh, I'm gonna be doing so, some MVC two. You know, like MVC two has seen like a, a bit of a resurgence. You know, thanks to uh, not, thanks to Dan and uh, Christoph. You know, for the for the DC Digital. You know, we, we we've converted all of the players to our DC HDMI. Unfortunately, though, uh, unfortunately, though, I had to put some of the players on, on blast a little bit. 
they they um they ended up cheaping out and um getting some of the cheaper options in their Dreamcast, which is actually fucking them over a little bit later on down the road. Uh, Prime example, um, like so so a lot of these players that they cheaped out, they got the they got the, they got a clone GDEMU, and now like they're locked out of updating their uh, DC Digital without sending it back to Cruise. Things like that, like actually make it hard for um for me to run Marvel Two tournaments because. While my DC HDMI is up to spec, you know, and I'm not using a clone GDEMU, a lot of these players they save some money, so like their their DC HDMIs are not updated. You know, sometimes dropouts happen because they don't update the firmware, things like that, right? But um, but 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 thankfully we, we've all sent them to cruise, and you know they had to pay they had to pay more for their mistake. But uh, but but in the end, you know, without without struggle, there is no progress, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> so, and so it's funny though. I'm actually next week. I'll be doing a follow up podcast about clone companies, and I'll be calling them out directly this time. No more bullshit talking in general terms. I'm going hard because if they're going to come after me, then you see what you get. But mm-hmm. one thing that's always been a weird issue is the GDMU clones because mm-hmm. first of all, no one knows who cloned it, so who are we going to get mad at? And second of all, I guarantee you, I bet one of my BVMs that most people selling those have no idea that it's a clone. Most people are just like, okay, I sourced this part from this warehouse in China. Now I'll sell it on my Amazon store. And they have no idea that it's a a subpar product. Maybe they don't care because, you know, whatever. But so that's a problem because it's not like we could tell people, oh, just go here and buy the real one. Yep, you can't. Everybody's just stuck getting the clone. So the only other choice is the mode, but that's really expensive. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. more than double the yeah. price, and it's it's a great product, but it's way easier to load Dreamcast yeah. games. I that was never more evident than when I did the stream with Destiny, where we were only playing like four or five games, but getting them on the GDMU versus loading them on the mode was a totally different experience. Oh yeah, yeah. it is pricey. Uh, uh, oh yeah, like I actually have the uh, USB GD ROM in my personal Dreamcast, right? So so like I was able to bypass a, a lot of those issues that that you uh, that you mentioned. Um. Oh, no, um, but, but yeah, like nine, one hundred percent of the people I've asked, I'm like, no, when they have a GDMU installed, I was like, did you actually buy it from the unit's page? And they're like, who's the unit? And that's how I yeah. know. <laughs> right right yeah. away. To to, uh, to to CVS Kid X, um, you never thought you'd see this crossover. This isn't the first time we've actually crossed paths. This is like the hundredth time we've crossed paths. Like I was actually on Bob's channel years ago when he was just starting in his office. So this is actually not yeah. anything new. <laughs> Yeah, not only were you on my channel once, so I hit a real rough patch like four-ish years ago, something like that, and you and Carsey showed up at my office in Brooklyn and were like, you basically were like, I hear you're in trouble, what's for sale, you know, we'll take whatever you got, we know you need help, I never fucking forgot that, I never ever forgot that, I've told that story on podcasts before, I barely knew you two then, now now I could totally see both of you wonderful fuckers doing something like that, but at the time you were like new friends that just came in and were amazing at a time where I was not easy to be around because I was going through some shit and I was dead broke and you and Carsey really fucking helped, so yeah, this is not only... One of the many times we've worked together, uh, I just love you guys, and I really appreciate all that shit. So thank you again for that, Art. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. G- glad to help. And, you know, like, uh, shouts to Cruz for, you know, for, for actually uh, introducing us. And, you know, like, uh, we actually, yeah. uh, like, it's all started at the very first um, iFix machine, you know, rest in peace. I didn't get to This started because Cruz messaged, or on one of my videos, just commented, like, 
like cool video we got a bunch of 14 l5s down here at the shop in brooklyn and i'm like you got a bunch of 14 l5s what i'll be right down <laughs> and i picked up cousin scott and we're on our way to the shop like so are we just like gonna go get raped now is this just like a couple of dudes like who i pissed off they're gonna fuck us up but no it was you know all you people at the um the original ifix so that was the when it was really the computer shop with a couple of machines in it and that was it. I was you've you've all been stuck with me ever since. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, oh yeah, like that, that was around the time when um I first got sent down the rabbit hole because um I bought my very first PVM and and it was fucked up. And then what, like two weeks later, Cruz was like here, like you know, and it's working. You know, totally recapped. And I had no idea how much work it took to actually recap and service a whole PVM. Like he made it seem easy. Like it was just something you just do, yeah. just like that. Like so, like super easy. And then, but then the problem is, once you see RGB, you can't unsee it. Just like high refresh rate. Once you see like yeah. high, once you see a high refresh rate, anything you can't unsee it, and it sends you down this uh, crazy, crazy uh, rabbit hole, so to speak. But um, definitely when I met you, I definitely saw the the original vision of what you were trying to do. It's like you basically wanted the uh, RGB castle, like where we could all like be in there and collaborate and basically blow it up. And yeah. um, and unfortunately at that time the uh, vision was not ready to be 100% realized. Like, I think um, Arcade Brooklyn, the way it is right now, is definitely getting closer to the original vision that you mentioned. It's gonna, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be the spot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, too, because in very late 2019, early 2020, we almost had it in. We almost had the castle built and, and ready to or, or ready to be built and ready to go. And then, of course, when the world shut down, it was like, ugh. But the way things fell into place, it actually is better. I think the doing it at Arcade Brooklyn, having that there, having that crew, Steve and Andy, I mean, I couldn't think of two better people to run something like that. And then all of you guys setting up the streams, you know, everybody chipping in, Cruz and Ben working on the machines and all that. I mean, that's that's the spot right there. I think yeah. that's perfect. I wish uh, I wish someday I can get rich enough to, like, buy the store next to it or something and add a, a console section to that too. But you know, yeah, we'll try to make that happen someday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's actually getting very close. I, I mean, it's to the point where like every time I go to Steve's place, you know, I'm always basically donating more equipment to the store, but it's not only me, you know, it, it's everybody that's uh, donating equipment. And now it's to the point where I don't need to bring like a goddamn thing anymore to arcade Brooklyn. Everything is set up there yeah. to my specs. I can just plug in, go Su- super easy. Yeah. Didn't Destiny bring a bunch of monitors and PCs down there or something, Destiny, or something yes. like that? De- and Destiny brought, like, so I I, I donated a 144-hertz monitor. Destiny one up me with uh, Joey and basically brought, like, I think, like, three to four 165-hertz monitors and donated <laughs> a um and donated an i9 uh, and Alienware setup, which we were able to do the 120 um 120 FPS Marvel tournament on. Like, the, the, the first in the world that was actually broadcasted live, like, right there at uh, Arcade Brooklyn. So, basically, everybody's contributing, like, it's a, it's a dream come true, and I'm glad Steve's yeah. store. I'm absolutely happy that Steve's store is blowing up. That was such a hilarious baller move right there. Oh, yeah. you fuckers want to call me a fake gamer girl? Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was just kind of funny. I love baller moves like that where you're just like, yeah, motherfucker, let me show you. So that was kind of that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like I definitely love that. Like, and that's why I respect the hell out of Destiny because um, because like she pretty much blows the stereotype just straight out of the water. It's like. You think I'm a fraud? You, th- you think I'm fake? You think I'm just doing this for clout? No, motherfucker. Here, like I'll show you what's yeah. up. 
<laughs> Dude, I was in tears the other day. Uh, Kaiko's coming after me again, the clone company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm blocked, obviously, on Twitter, because why would they want me telling the truth about them? And mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends were posting screenshots like, I'm blocked too. But Destiny was like, oh, I'm not blocked. I'm not special enough. Wait a minute, they're following me. Hey, Kaiko, follow my OnlyFans instead. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> that hilarious. shit cracked me up. That's hilarious. Dusty's so great. <laughs> I love it. Man. All right. So before we before we lose internet connection again, yep. let's wrap this up. Because I could just hang out drinking beers and talk to you all night. And oh, we're yeah, going to have sure. another 10 crashes of the internet. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously for people who are listening to this on my channel, I will have all of your links in the description. Twitch, Twitter, uh, the whole nine, all the uh, the next couple of events I'll make sure to link to. Just so people who watch this within the next few weeks will know where to find you. Um, if you're listening on Arch Channel, just find me everywhere at Retro RGB, uh, including and especially Patreon, Flowplane, uh, Kofi, all those support services as well. Um, and what's the next event that you're actually going to be running, be a part of, be into? Oh yeah, so 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 the next event, next event, like I'll be doing is uh, is battle is is no, I'm sorry, not Battle of Strongest Three. It's a uh, NYC Battle Royale. No, it's another MVC two event. Um, it's coming up in uh, two weeks from now. Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. The next event I'm going to be doing is actually the uh, Jazzy Circuit um, Season 3 Finals, right? So, uh, obviously, nice. all the uh, Third Strike I- I've been doing, I'm actually going to be in a uh, free play. T- I'm going to be at free play in uh, Dallas, Texas. So, I'm going to be at-, at the arcade, you know, bringing the CPS3 HDMI out there, you know, full- full-blown 1440p. You know, the homie uh, Mutant Experience will be there. You know, I can't thank, I- I can't thank uh, Marcus enough, you know, because... Um, Without his uh, CPS3 HDMI advancements, like, and, and that's an interesting thing. Like, when I was actually talking to Marcus at first at Retro Creates, he did not think that the CPS3 HDMI would, would be a huge demand. He did not think it at all. And, like, we actually had to convince him. He was like, no, like, if you actually do this, it's going to change the game. It's going to re- re- revitalize the scene. Like, you're going to get the highest, you're going to get the highest quality capture of video anywhere. It's going to solve, like, a lot of problems. And sure enough, like, uh, and, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Now, everybody's like um, banging at the door to try to get CPS three HDMI, but uh, it's actually sold out everywhere due to the pandemic, right? So yeah, I uh, I, I want to make that point. I had a video done over a year ago about that board, a follow up video to it, and the new features and everything else, and the new boards you could install it into, and that's been on hold because you cannot get those chips anywhere you might be able to get a batch of like 20 here or there but like i don't you know there's gonna be a lot more than 20 people care about this thing once they see what else it could do so we're we're holding off on that but yeah that one's that's pretty sad oh yeah hasn't been able to come back yet Uh, oh yeah like oh yeah i can't wait for that follow-up video because like because the initial cps hdmi video you did was great but since then like there's been so many updates and features that definitely does require like a follow-up video i mean including neo geo Oh yeah, yeah, Neo Geo too, yeah, and um, Toplin yeah. boards. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody. I, I don't know of anybody like um local to us that has a Toplin board handy that we can actually install it on. <laughs> no, no, me neither. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And there's even work into thinking about trying to get it in AESs as well. Oh my so goodness! So it's uh, <laughs> the rabbit yeah, hole. That... The, 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 the rabbit the rabbit hole pretty pretty much never ends. But, but yeah, but, I gotta ask though: Do people still accuse you in your streams of using emulation? Because that was a annoying and hilarious no. at the same time thing. Where when we first started the the high quality streams, 
uh, people were like, this is emulation, this is bullshit. And then especially when we switched over to like CPS Digital and stuff like that, and DC Digital, no. that's when people were like, there's no way this is real. I'm sorry. I, I, like, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, but uh, you basically just got trolled because that's an inside joke on my stream, right? Like uh, the quality of capture. No, yeah. I, I was at Brooklyn Video Games when people, well, maybe they were fucking with me. And they're maybe that was people in the joke. But. They're, fucking, they're, they're fucking with you. They were just feeding the joke. Like, like basically like the troll has always been at the capture quality on this channel is so good that people are like, yo, what emulator is this? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I guess I was the one that could troll. I could swear I was part of stuff, though, that people were legit accusing no, people no. of using. Because it wasn't just that. It was something like they thought somebody won because of cheating. And then, and by the no. way, it looks too good. That's not an arcade board anyway. So they got to be running macros or something. So no. yeah, that's funny. Maybe I was just getting trolled, but there was no, at least you. one where it actually happened for real. I knew that, but may, uh, no, like maybe, maybe like they got trolled too. Like I know this because me and Jose started the troll. It's like literally Jose would go into my chat. He'd be like, damn, what emulator is this? And it just kind of just caught on. <laughs> That's important shit. All right. Well, you all got me. It's been years. It's a, you got me for the long game on this one. <laughs> that's embarrassing and hilarious all at the same time. Oh, God. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't think I, not, I didn't think you would actually get trolled too, man. Oh, that's amazing. Well, the, that whole RGB ads lag thing, that one's real. Because I've heard real. that that's from real. more than one person. That's so even real. if you all were fucking with me about that one, I've heard that from people that don't even hang out around you. So there you go. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, sick, yeah, sick emulator, bro. But but yeah, like the events, like I said, the events I'll be doing next, like um, our Jazzy Circuit season three finals. Make sure you tune into that because um, it's really like a celebration of a uh, Street Fighter three third strike. And you know, shout out to Marcus again and guys like you, you know, for really bringing awareness to it, like in your guys' own way. You guys have really helped revitalize the third strike scene, and I, I couldn't be happier for your guys' contributions. And of course, MVC two as well. The week after that, I'm gonna be doing MVC two at a NYC Next Level. You know, um, ba Battle Royale three. You know, it's gonna be sick. All DC HDMI everything. Um, one of the one of the dopest things about that event so far. So the last Battle Royale that I did at Next Level, right? Once I got the top, once I got the top eight territory, I um, I changed the um I changed the DC digital settings to actually 960p. And obviously, you know how I would do that, right? Mm -hmm. Um and and then like the and then like the players they're like wait what's Art doing is he breaking something and then they looked at it and then they're like oh oh this is way better <laughs> holy shit maybe we should just let Art just do what he's doing and I was like yeah like yeah, yeah guys like you think and they're all like oh my god thank you like the whole border is filled thank you so much <laughs> that's hysterical <laughs> that's so hysterical um sh shout out to Ponton FSD like uh, another guy that's um that absolutely understands exactly everything that we're talking about and is also like uh, a great ally on the PC high refresh front um th thank you for stopping by today I'm sorry we had any tech issues also like uh, anybody that um is listening to this on Bob's channel if you want to follow me I'm at NYC Furby on Twitter and Twitch, and the YouTube channel is uh, FGC7. My channel is not really like a traditional YouTube channel. It's pretty much a tournament archive dump, right? So, like, I do, like, a lot of fighting game tournaments, you know, all across the space, and I upload, like, high-level matches constantly. But um, it's the only FGC channel um, on YouTube, to, to my knowledge, that, that's been doing um, straight-up 4K 60 FPS capture since, like, uh, four or five years ago. So if you love fighting games, definitely check out that channel. Yeah, absolutely. You've been pioneering a lot of this stuff, so we'll, I'll hope hope I can keep getting you cool shit to keep it going because I can't wait to see what you're up to next with this. 
Yeah, of course. And, and uh, thanks for agreeing to do the podcast as well, guys. Uh, once again, this is Furby's Corner. This is Furby's Quarter, um, episode five, you know, powered by uh, Beast Coast. Um, Shout out to Beast Coast for uh, sponsoring me as a content creator and player. You know, like they actually pushed me to do this podcast. You know, I wasn't really into doing like the podcast t- type of stuff. But um, yeah, you know, like it, it worked out great. And uh, thanks for being an amazing guest on the show. I could literally talk to you all day because we haven't talked like, um, well, like I, I, at least online or in person, you know, in, in quite some time. So. It's definitely like a cool reunion, yeah. and I'm uh, and I'm sure we'll meet again soon. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll hopefully see everybody watching soon. Yep, uh, yep. I will. I will catch you later. Let me uh, let me find out. Let me find out who, who I should raid. Let's see. <laughs> let's see who. Let's see who is on. All right. Uh, um, all right. You know, like I'll, I'll throw I'll throw the viewers over at uh over to Brian F. Since like uh, they're streaming Capcom Pro Tour, the uh, top eight is about to happen very shortly. But but yeah, th- but yeah, th- thank you guys for watching, and uh, make sure to check this out on on uh, YouTube and all of the platforms. You know, whenever it goes up.